Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for our for the 12th day of September, our daily version of our podcast. The Deeper Daily takes us through some spot in the Bible, and for the year 2023, that spot has been the Gospel of Mark. We've been journeying for this season of, well, the summer has taken us through most of the 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 uh, taking us all the way through the passion it's taken us as i look back on my summer notes we started and i kind of consider the summer here in the u.s to be sort of memorial day to labor day and if you do that we've basically encompassed about five chapters started around chapter 10 the beginning of the summer and here we are with jesus on the cross as we are getting deeper into the month of september uh, we will not need the entire year. I don't. I don't foresee slowing down that badly. Uh, we only have a chapter and a half left in the Gospel of Mark. I've yet to quite determine what we're going to do for the next season uh, or the next session, but I've got some ideas. I'll set on those for a for a moment. I do want to introduce you or encourage you to get into a brand new series that we have started. In our Tuesday evening Bible studies here in North Georgia, and those are those we of course do live here with a group, but we record those and put them up, and they happen. We put them up every Wednesday. Well, last week we started the the Book of Ruth. Now, technically, we put an introduction up called Introduction to Ruth the week before, so I would encourage you to start there. But Ruth. Study number one, No Bread in the House of Bread, went up last Wednesday. I'm telling you this in case you have not watched it. Ruth, study number two will go up tomorrow because we're having that meeting tonight. My point is you can get in on this study now. This doesn't cost you anything other than the time and the effort to go and punch a few buttons on your smartphone or your computer. And if you you're already listening to the podcast, so if you just like audio, just show up here every day, and boom, there it is. But if you like video, and the video I encourage, because I put a lot of stuff on the screen, and we use a really large screen that's very easy to read on video, and so I put a lot of stuff up. And if you if you like that, then you're going to want the video for the midweek Bible study, and those are accessible at our website, paulwhiteministries.com, and of course at our YouTube page, which is PWM, and I encourage you to go there and subscribe to our YouTube page. Okay, Mark chapter 15, verse 34, and at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the cross, Jesus speaks Aramaic. That's not unusual. Jesus speaks Aramaic um, in his day-to-day life. That's the street language of his world. We're not sure whether or not Jesus spoke Hebrew. He no doubt had a working knowledge of Hebrew, um, the Hebrew people have had a working knowledge of Hebrew for their existence, but it doesn't mean that they all speak it day to day. Languages you don't speak, you are not usually proficient in, so we're not sure. Could Jesus speak Greek? Don't know. Uh, the New Testament is written in Greek, but not everything said in the text is in Greek. Mark likes to give you an occasional moment of the Aramaic. 
This is translated, and Mark points out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you had been reading this in the Greek, you would have Aramaic translated into Greek. But since you have English, you have Aramaic translated into English. Well, if you're not confused enough, let me help you out here. And this is something you've heard me say many times. It's something we wrote about extensively in my second book, Between the Pieces. I believe that on the cross, Jesus is pointing his audience back to Psalm 22. The first line of Psalm 22, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, or my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't believe that Jesus thinks he's forsaken on the cross because Psalm 22 also says that God does not turn his face from his own. So, Within the same chapter, we find out that God is not abandoning Jesus. So Jesus is not complaining or desperate on the cross to wonder where God went. He's simply pointing his audience back to the chapter in their songbook that will tell them what is happening. It doesn't work with everyone. Some of those who stood by, not all, some of those who stood by when they heard said, look, he is calling for Elijah. Now, why do they say this, and why did I emphasize some? Because the text tells us some, not everyone. I don't think everyone there misunderstood what Jesus was saying. I think a lot of people understood that he was singing the first line of Psalm 22. Now, I will say this. Jesus is dying on the cross as a man, and he chooses to identify with a man in Scripture, David, Psalm 22, who at a low point in his life asks God why God is forsaking him. Now, Jesus can't believe God is forsaking him based upon the rest of Psalm 22. But I do know that it has been an encouragement to people in their weakest moment to realize that Jesus went through a weak moment. I will not go so far as to say that God forsook Jesus because I don't believe that. But if it helps you to identify in a moment of your despair, that Jesus felt despair, then to me that's a positive thing because then you know that he understands your infirmities and your weaknesses. Now, as for those who stood by and thought he was calling for Elijah, they do this because there was a belief that Elijah would return. Jesus deals with this multiple times in his ministry when he says Elijah indeed will return. In fact, Elijah has returned. And for those of you who will receive it, his name is John the Baptist. And Jesus is not indicating that Elijah was somehow reincarnated or came down out of the heavens as John, but that the spirit of Elijah, that prophet who would come before the day of the Lord comes as a pronouncement and that John the Baptist fit that role. Now, those are Jesus's words. Jesus has already declared it, but the crowd, not everybody knows that teaching either. And not every, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him accept it. Not everybody accepted that. And so they were still looking for an Elijah. It tells me not everybody accepts what has already been accomplished, they keep wanting something to be accomplished in the future. I can point out every day and twice on Sunday that most of Matthew 24 happened in AD 70. And yet I, the same people that are nodding their head will still turn around and quote verses from Matthew 24 about what's going on in the world today. And it's a lot like those who 
didn't listen when Jesus said, I'm here to tell you if you'll listen, Elijah's already come. Here he is on the cross and they're going, oh, we're, we're looking for Elijah. So it's not shocking that we still go through that to this day. Uh, they're going to fill a sponge with sour wine. We've talked about this, but we're going we're gonna to jump back into it, round it out a little bit, and we'll do it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.